The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for the weekend edition of Busted Open. I am Ryan McKinnell, and I got my tag team partner for today, Sirius XM's own. Robin Lundberg joining the show for the first time. And, and on today's episode, we dive into the return of one Karrion Cross. That is right. If you missed it last night on SmackDown, Cross is back and he's back with the vengeance. We talk about it here on this episode. We also talk about the ramifications of Cross's return. What does it mean for the future of not just the WWE, but free agents out there, AEW? We dissect that as we go along. And it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give you weekly winner for the best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. Might be a surprise in store. So sit back, relax, click play. Let's get it going. Busted Open on a Saturday. It is, it is it. McIntyre assaulted and ambushed him. Cut that can't be, is it? Carrying cross. Was that? Yes. Carrying cross is back. And he's attacking McIntyre. That's right, he is back. Carrying cross making an appearance, making a return. On Friday Night SmackDown, I'm Ryan McKinnell here on a Saturday. We got Robin Lundberg holding it down here as well. His first appearance on Busted Open, Robin. Uh, listen, the nation is welcoming. The nation is uh, uh, the nation is wide, but the nation uh, is always welcome to new members. So here on a Saturday, Robin Lundberg, I got to welcome you into the Busted Open Nation. Well, I, you know, I appreciate the welcome, and and uh, you you were just uh, we we've talked about. The, the return of something and you know I, I real quick uh just personal story the 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 return of of pro wrestling in into my life at a at a um at a crazy level came from the pandemic i, I don't know um if everybody's familiar with the, this little detail but I, one day I, I put on an old royal rumble and my son saw it and he was like what is this because the <laughs> the Royal Rumble <laughs> is just like as objectively entertaining as something could be, right? Like the, one of the greatest, the NCAA tournament and the Royal Rumble, the two best formats that have ever, ever been existed. So that led to us going back and watching every single Royal Rumble. 
that's a i love the idea that a kid can just walk in the room and be like what is that off of professional wrestling because it kind of is that sort of art and that sort of business right you just you see it the colors the action the characters it it kind of jumps off the screen it that it does not surprise me but i didn't know that you got back into pro wrestling during the pandemic because i got back in around the time that punk cut the uh pipe bomb here in vegas i was in attendance and that i don't know it just kind of grabbed me it kind of signaled in a shift of what was happening in professional wrestling i listen uh there's no better time than the present right now we're still we're removed from the pandemic obviously but uh it's you know the 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 what what do they call it the thunderdome we're thankfully done away with that and that's the era you came in which i find really interesting because i mean i knew it was going to happen because people were stuck at home the ratings were high people were watching but you you, you know it, it doesn't it doesn't guarantee new fans well, yeah, I mean, I grew up a fan. Like I was talking about the Coliseum sure. Home video, watching all that. Sure. And then, obviously, the Attitude Era. You know, to me, Monday Night Raw was bigger than Monday Night Football. Austin 316 shirts in the hallways, The Rock, and, and everything that, that went along. NWO, obviously, that whole era. Uh, and, and afterwards, I always kept up, and I was always, you know, following along. Like, I would almost call myself, like, more of a parachute fan during that time. Like, something big would happen, I'd parachute in. But it was that moment with my son and then my my daughter now and my, even my youngest I have three kids but we went to uh we went to the show at the garden the house show right before Wrestlemania and you should have seen the one how... where Roman stood the one that yes. Roman stood over Brock Brock or, yeah yeah, that, was, should... yeah that, that was or was it Brock over Roman it was Roman over Brock right Roman attacked Brock Brock Roman attacked Brock and, and that was like the, the look on their faces and how into it and that experience, like awesome. my daughter who just turned six up on the chair, you know, chanting for RK bro uh, and, and, and new day rocks, <laughs> new day rocks, you know, like it's just like, wow, this is the this is the best form of entertainment that exists when it's done right. Yeah, when it's done right. Now, uh, as we get to that, that's a nice natural segue, a return last night on Friday Night Smackdown, Robin, carrying cross uh, the ramifications of this obviously reverberate through the WWE, right? You've got this man who was released just a few months ago. He makes his return in shocking fashion, not just a return in shocking fashion, but in the final segment of a Friday night in prime time, signaling in something that we knew when he was in NXT. This is a guy to watch. This is a man that is the future on some level, right? Of your roster. He's going to be interchangeable. He is a talent, right? I got to watch him here coming up in Vegas uh, at some of the indie shows, future stars of wrestling. He was their champion. I knew back then that he would be a star which is what made it so difficult and so hard to understand when he got released because i i, I don't want to be hyperbolic but i mean dude the dude is a license to print money like he looks the part he plays the part he delivers he's dedicated he's got a great in-ring moveset he's got a great valet and scarlet like I, again it's just very exciting to have the triple h regime under full swing right it's in full gear i should say and again i think it's signaled in by the return of carrion cross last night yeah, and, and like I mentioned before, that was a good return, a good debut, whatever yes. you know you want to put it, or however you want to put it, it could have been a new person, and it was like, oh, who's this? But because it was somebody that the, the audience is familiar with, and, and like you said, has that, that set in the ring that you know is going to work, well, what's, what's really important then? The, the spin on the gimmick, or, or how it's delivered to the fan base. And Drew coming out and cutting the promo 
Would have been, what did he say? The, the tribal queef and everybody was into that probably already. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Drew, Drew's been around, and, and I, I think it's done really well as of late, and, and I think Roman Reigns and, and Drew is a, a great match, but that's one that they've been parading around the house shows forever. Again, it's one that it is uh, WWE as we knew it. This is what is a little bit different about it because you weren't expect nobody was expecting that at that moment. I certainly wasn't. I thought Drew was going to cut his promo. The show was going to be over, but instead they have the, the music hit. You're like, who's this? Then you got fans going, Oh my God, that's carrying cross. And then he's got this whole TikTok thing going, which you know is going to, uh, I think resonate and work, especially with, with Scarlett as the valet. Yeah, Scarlet's amazing. Cross is amazing. The debut or the re, <laughs> the reintroduction, I should say, of Karrion Cross was uh, unexpected, as you said, Robin. Like no one could have predicted this was going to happen. Uh, but it is a good sign of things to come. It's an exciting time, as we referenced earlier in the show, to be a pro wrestling fan. And Karrion Cross throws a monkey wrench into the heavyweight, or excuse me, the world title uh, picture in the WWE. Right. Roman Reigns is the universal and WWE champion. He is the undisputed world champion. He holds both belts, right? What Karrion Cross signals, and you, you kind of went over this, right? He's the future. We have seen Drew and Roman. We have seen Brock and Roman. We have seen John Cena and Roman. One of the main critiques over the last few years around the WWE is they're not building the future. They're not building young talent. Well, they did through NXT, and then once they get called up, I mean, you get a Karrion Cross. He gets a new gimmick one week and then he's released the next. The same thing. Uh, I mean, there, there's a you can say that about a lot of talent, right? And a lot of different wrestlers. But it's again a, amazing to see Karrion Cross come back to the WWE. He didn't jump ship. He didn't go to another company. He waited. He did the indie game, right? All due credit. But again, this signals into me, Robin, that there will be a focus on the future, and that makes me feel good as a pro wrestling fan. And as dominant as Roman Reigns' reign has been, and, and I think they've booked it great for, for the most part. Uh, you know, he is, he is the, the guy who's pushing the merchandise. I've got the needle mover T-shirt myself, right? I, I, go, I go to my kids, as I was just referencing, sometimes I walk into the room and I say, acknowledge me. You know, <laughs> and I think they just put out an acknowledge your daddy shirt, which they're going to be mad if I get that because they, they like to root against Roman Reigns, right? But that's all been done really well. One problem has been there hasn't been other people on his level and who was going to beat him? And that's the there's thing. No, like, there was, there's no threat. There's no threat, yeah, there, Robin. There was no threat. We didn't know who was going to – maybe Cody Rhodes, when he came and the way that was working, he was probably the first guy that you viably went, okay, yep. I could see that happening. But now, whether it's Karrion Cross, I'm not saying it's going to be Karrion Cross, but just the fact that Karrion Cross returned in the manner he did and was immediately thrown in with McIntyre and Reigns lets you know that could happen with somebody else, whether they're on the roster currently or not. And I think that is the most exciting thing that can happen with the WWE because on the women's side of things, uh, with the, the whole Sasha Banks thing excluded, sure. there, there are a lot of women who belong in that main event picture and, and viably could, could beat one another. With Roman Reigns, there really wasn't. That was Brock. It was Cena. You know, it was the, the returns. In this case... It's the fresh, and, and I think that fresh aspect of now going, hmm, okay, you know, maybe Roman Reigns can lose this belt at some point, and they could elevate somebody at this point, and it's not the, the same drum beat over and over. And how much would a win over Roman Reigns mean right now after a – I mean, we're looking at basically like a two-and-a-half, three-year run, Robin, and if you, whoever beats him next, it has to be the next guy in line. I don't 
it's Karrion Cross. But again, there's a freshness to it. And whoever does beat Roman Reigns and take those straps off him, my God, what a rub, what a push, what a, what a, what a, what a stamp of approval you're putting on that next person to hold those titles coming off of Roman Reigns' run. Yeah, I think you have to wait until you're sure who the guy is. And whoever that that is, the next guy, that's the that's the battery in the back. That's the battery in the back. Yep. That's the push. Because once you identify who you think the next face of the company or, or next huge star is, I think that's the guy you put over Roman Reigns. But you didn't I, – I don't think they had that in the mix. Again, Cody Rhodes was the only – because everything of him coming over from AEW, and I think in the long term he's helped by that, that injury because of, of, of the reaction to that match and, and how he stuck it out through that. But otherwise – Randy Orton would have been a great SummerSlam opponent because he's Randy Orton, and it would have been interesting. But there's no new to Randy Orton. Seth Rollins, same thing, great, people love him, but there's not the the new there, um, even though I'm sure there's fans who argue that you should push him and he should be the guy. But you you get the point that I'm making. I think this is the the chance to, to get that fresh blood, that fresh new new, and then ultimately elevate someone, whoever that is, to, to the next level that new new i like that yes that new new that good good yes the future of the wwe whoever that may be whoever takes down roman reigns now you just referenced robin sasha and naomi carrying cross returns he doesn't go to aew he doesn't take another offer he doesn't go to impact he doesn't go over to japan right he comes back to the wwe and he is in the main event hey everyone this is kirk morris this is greg McElroy, and this is nate burleson with the 2020 nfl season finally upon us we're excited to announce three new nfl podcasts from sirius xm on total coverage we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results on inside the pocket we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the nfl and on 17 weeks Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. We have to get to what we saw last night, Karrion Cross. Not what it means for Karrion Cross as far as a character or a, a performer and what the belt means. None of that. What does this mean for the future of WWE? What does it mean for the people that are disenfranchised? Mustafa Ali, right? He came out and asked for his release however many months ago, right? Uh, He got a showcase this week. He was featured prominently. Good for Mustafa Ali. Like, we all cheer for, I mean, the the right people, right? Like, he's a natural baby face. This dude was a Chicago cop who tried to change the system, who came into the WWE and, again, tried to change the system, right? And now he's finally, hopefully, getting able to make that impact. But, again... I don't know. I can't talk to Mustafa. I don't have an interview set up with him, but I would certainly ask him about what the Triple H regime means to him. But Naomi and Sasha out there, Robin, there's a ton of free agents out there. There's a ton of talent waiting to be signed out there. What is Cross coming back uh, mean to the, the, the folks at large, whether it be Naomi and Sasha or it be other people that might be looking down the WWE's door? Well, one word would be opportunity. And, and I think that's what Mustafa Ali tweeted. After Monday night, he tweeted opportunity and, and he must have felt like he, he got that. And, and you, he did. You know, I mean, he, yeah. was, he, he eventually was pinned in that match, if I recall. But he was the one who did, he, he did a whole bunch of cool high flying moves and, and, and was he, he, ele- he got his he got his stuff in. Yeah, he got his stuff in and was elevated into that picture where he wasn't before. So you, you could tell he felt there was an opportunity. And the other word I would use was uh, is um, 
unexpected or unpredictable like the, the cross return because now with the new regime in charge, you're not sure who's going to show up. You're not sure who's going to be elevated. You're, you're not sure what's behind door number two when before you kind of did. You kind of knew the lay of the land. So while some of the faces may be the same, some of, of where those faces are competing might change and they might mix in some new faces. You know, Bully Ray said on Thursday when I was hosting with him and uh, we were talking about the ramifications, everything that's happened in the free agents. It just so happens that Karrion Cross shows up on Friday night. But he said, everyone wants to be in the WWE. And I, that stuck with me, right? Like, that's not true, right? Like, not everyone wants to be in the WWE. The Young Bucks turned down the WWE many a times, and they had sweet deals. Kenny Omega, according to all reports, had a sweeter deal than the Bucks were offered. Omega had a seriously awesome deal in terms of creative control, in terms of money, right? That's what was reported. He turned them down. So, again... I wonder how much of that was Vince McMahon and the disjointed booking and the reputation that he has for playing favorites. It's whatever, right? Like I get it. He's in charge of this billion dollar company. He earned the right to do it. I'm just saying the idea that everyone wanted to be in the WWE. I, I don't exactly agree with that. Right. I, I understand it's the pinnacle, right? I was had, I was watching last week with a buddy back when I was home in Indiana, he hates pro wrestling, hates it. He's hated it for as long as I've known him. Right. He makes fun of me for still like, it at 38 years old but he was talking about we were watching aew on wednesday night last wednesday and he was like well what is this company and i i said it's a new company it's an upstart it's three years old i start giving him the list of people who's in it he doesn't know chris jericho he's like okay wait there's two companies i was like yes there's two companies i'm giving him the lowdown he's like well which one did the rock wrestle in i was like wwe he's like which one did cena wrestle in the wwe which one did hulk hogan wrestle in the wwe which one did steve austin wrestle? you get the point right the, I understand the WWE is sort of still the be-all, end-all to casual fans. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that for the future. And again, I wonder what this means for the future, Robin, because Karrion Cross coming back, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but it, it, it is a sign of a change. It is a sign of some things changing, momentum shifting is the, the phrase you used earlier. Again, I, I do wonder what it means for the future. Well, yeah, you can't guarantee that just because a thing is the way it's been, it will always be that way because we, we've seen sure. seismic shifts in, in all walks of life. So the idea that the WWE will always be the, the top wrestling company, maybe, um, but there was a time period where at least the WCW and NWO and everything that, that went on with that made a run. May, put that in we, doubt. We, li we lived it. Yes, of course. Put that in doubt for the first time. And, and I, I think the... The symptoms of some of the, the, the problems that you've referenced were what allowed AEW to even become a thing, to even, you know, crack through. Sure, it's not cracking through to your, your friend, who probably Chris Jericho is, I would imagine, or CM Punk, one of those two guys, is the, the most household name or closest to a household name as you get out of AEW. But AEW um, hit on a, a vein. You know, within a wrestling fans, that 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 itch that wasn't getting scratched by the the WWE, I think what just recently happened, and at least from the the mood that I've read in the last few weeks, the WWE is now appealing to that. So, if the WWE can get those fans back on board, in addition to the giant canopy umbrella 
of, of fans that were already under them, right. then they are going to stay on top because that was the the that was AEW's big you know thing against them. Hey, we're the right. the wrestling fans. Stop. They were a pro. Well, they were a pro wrestling company as opposed to a sports entertainment company. Now you look at the last two weeks. I don't know, Robin. A lot of match in ring centric work being shown on WWE television. And so how does AEW match that, right? Like, because the, the last big moment I think I remember them having as far as capturing that energy was the MGF, uh, MJF promo. And, yeah. you know, he's been kind of MIA since then. They, were, they didn't really capitalize off that momentum from, you know, we, we know there's a, a lot to unpack behind the scenes there. But <laughs> as say. far as WWE in, in the last few weeks, they, they've gotten to a place where it can, it can be lost quickly with the, the wrong decision or whatnot. But they've gotten to a place where they're they're hitting AEW at their own game while also being on top of the game thanks to the game. Yeah, thanks to the game. Now you you talk about the game Triple H. Uh, listen, Robin, uh, the run that he had in NXT six seven years. I don't know if there was a pay per view a, a quarterly event that was below a six out of ten. Like in terms of just like an entertaining really solid show that delivered, but more often than not, it was an eight out of 10 more. And sometimes you got a nine out of 10. Sometimes I, again, there were some of those shows that they did at NXT were some of the best pro wrestling shows that I've ever seen in my life. The, 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 the long-term booking was outstanding and they worked through injuries spectacularly, right? That gives me confidence on what is to come. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I obviously we can't, Read the, we can't tell what the future holds, right? We don't have a magic eight ball. But what we've seen in just two weeks makes me feel really good as a pro wrestling fan, as a WWE fan, because people, listen, I, I, I like AEW. Like, I like what they're doing. The three years have been really fun. They're on an NXT level run in terms of pay-per-views. Every quarter, their pay-per-views are highly enjoyable. They haven't had anything but a six out of 10 for three years. That builds confidence in me as a buyer, right? Uh, Triple H has equity with me. Yeah, and NXT, it, you know, appealed to some of the same things that AEW has, right? Like, 100%. that was kind of- kind of the goal of NXT probably in, in Triple H's mind, but there's also the approach that he takes too. And, and look, the, the sports entertainment aspect I think is necessary, right? In order to be a true wrestling star, you've got to be char- like a, a blockbuster wrestling star. You've got to be charismatic. You've got to be good on the mic. You, you've got to have uh, an identity, catchphrases, all that stuff you can put on t-shirts. You've got to have that. But the, the wrestling part of it cannot be thrown to the side. And I, I was talking to Valerie Lareda, who came from the MMA world and recently nope. into WWE. And one of the, the things that was brought up in that conversation is the focus that Triple H has put on recruiting talent and their backgrounds and the athletes that he's gone after. He's going after athletes. And, and he realizes, I, I think, as a result of that, I'm just putting two and two together in my head, that when you're getting natural athletes and, and you're, you're, you're tailoring them into the wrestling business, that can lead to really good in-ring product and, and really exciting things for the fans. And, and, and just on Raw the other night, again, they went, there was a lot of wrestling uh, on that show. Um, and, and, and guys like Mustafa Ali. And, and just like yep. there was wrestling last night on SmackDown with somebody like Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet. We have, again, it's a small sample size, Robin, but we got about two weeks to go uh, back on and look at, and there's been a lot of in-ring storytelling, which is what I love most. Again, to your point, yes, you need sports entertainment, but 
Let's have some matches. Let's have things mean something. Let's throw a title on the line every now and again. It is uh, an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan. We've said it forever, Nation, but uh, it feels a little bit different when the WWE is having someone else steer. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. That ship. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving which means more options for fans. So many activities! What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. You know, at the start of Weekly Winner, Robin Lundberg, it says the landscape of professional wrestling is changing. That was, well... With We were thinking when we did Weekly Winner, all right, it's a new era of professional wrestling. We got shows on Wednesday. We got shows on Friday. We have shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But it was obviously, uh, you know, in large part due to AEW and their emergence on the scene, right? But now I feel like that open to Weekly Winner has taken on a completely different meaning. Like the landscape of pro wrestling is shifting, and it doesn't mean AEW right now, at least not this week, right? It means the changes that are happening in WWE because of one, well, Triple H. Well, Vince McMahon is the single most important figure in the history of pro wrestling, right? I would say. 100%. Yep. For him to now not be a part of pro wrestling is a seismic shift and change. It so happens to coincide with perhaps um, him – reaching a point in his life, a time in his creativity, a, 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 whatever the case may be, where fans were ready for that change and having a ready-made successor in place in Triple H who fans are familiar with, talent is familiar with, and it seems like fans trust. And, and between those three things, I, I think you have the recipe for what whatever the era is going to be called. Uh, I, I think you're you're about to have – you know, two weeks ago or whatever the time was, that was the start of whatever we're going to name this era later. 
yeah, I don't, I don't have a create, I don't have a creative sort of uh, name to label it yet, but you're absolutely right. We had the ruthless aggression era. We had the attitude era. We had the golden era. There is definitely something we had the PG era, right? Something is going to come out of this because it is certainly a different era. Now, Robin, uh, I know this is your first show hanging out with us on here on busted open, but I have been picking AEW dynamite for like, I, I don't know like months, like months, mm -hmm. because I can't lie. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you a show is better for my taste, for my liking. Again, art is subjective than what AEW has been doing. They've just been steamrolling the competition. I can't say that this week. I can't. Like, Monday was awesome. Friday was awesome. The WWE right now is awesome, and it's only been two weeks. So I'm excited to dive into a weekly winner with you. So we're going to start on Monday. Uh, where we start every weekly winner. Um, listen, I, I, again, I can't stress it enough for a three hour show kicking off, obviously with B, uh, Becky and Bianca. Then you had that great dueling triple threat matches that determined the next uh, contender for Bobby Lashley's U S title. Like there was so much to like about a three hour show on Monday night. And, and dude, I don't know if I've been able to say that in 2022. Yeah, I think that's the key thing. The 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 winner aspect for Raw is that even when you could call out WWE for creatively lacking, I think SmackDown has still been fairly consistent, right? Like SmackDown has been their flagship show and their most important show. Raw, which when we were younger was it. That was that was the be all end all. And that wasn't just it in professional wrestling. That was it in terms of just about all television, which is insane to think about. But that's been gone. Um, and, and I think the, the most successful thing you can say about Raw beyond any specific match, beyond any specific angle, is that off of SummerSlam and off of the change, it felt like people were like, all right, I got to tune into Monday Night Raw. And they, they came in away from it satisfied so that is huge i do think the third hour thing is if i were triple h that's something i would look at and i know everybody loves revenue and ad sales or whatever they could get i still think not, the, not the everyone not everyone just nick khan right like yeah, yeah. The, the, the suits love the third hour we as fans and eh, not so much yeah, i feel like two hours is the is the sweet spot but Nevertheless, uh, Raw was was the winner, it, it, maybe of the whole week. Not not from a, a quality head-to-head -head standpoint, perhaps with SmackDown, but just from a relevancy standpoint. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, right. For kids, for kids, when we were growing up, if you grew up in the eighties and nineties, nineteen ninety three is when Raw debuts. It was it, right? And then obviously was there was the battle with WCW and Nitro during the Monday Night Wars. But uh, it's good to sit here on a Saturday and not have a clear cut runaway winner again, at least, at least in my eyes, right? Like uh, it just, it, it feels good to have some competition. It feels good to have a shift in sort of the way the stories are being told in WWE. Again, I absolutely loved how everything was taking place on Monday night raw and to keep my attention for three hours and to have me there from beginning to end. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Monday night. We'll jump over NXT because uh, sorry, NXT 2.0. You got no chance in hell winning against Dynamite, Raw, and SmackDown this week. But we go into Dynamite, uh, and listen, Robin, you kick it off 
with Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy. We just saw Jay Lethal, right, on Sunday night in, in Ric Flair's retirement match. We got a return and a, a return and a turn from the Undisputed Elite. We got the match, the tag match, which we covered yesterday with our own Thunder Rosa, AEW World Champ. But the tag match with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Thunder, Team Thunderstorm, right? Hobbs getting it in in a squash match. The main event with Jericho and Wheeler Yuta. And I didn't even mention the dumpster match and cage and Hardy. There was again, dynamite consistency wise has been able to deliver week after week again, for the most part in ways that I haven't seen from that NXT heyday. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is it's become what they're, they're focusing their attention to and what they even promote to. Like they know it, they get it. Uh, I mean, Jericho and Moxley, right? Like that, it feels like it's a pay-per-view that you're, you're headed towards, right? Even, even the, the little, uh, nicknames for the specific show that, that they have. Right. So I I think that's, that is, uh, captures what you're talking about more than anything else is that dynamite is to now what raw is to AEW what raw was to WWE uh way back in the day we were just referencing and and, and the the build uh to the the Moxley Jericho thing feels significant and heavy they they touched into that on on Rampage last night as well but yeah, I, I think yeah. that's where their 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 sweet spot is uh off of Dynamite last week and and, and heading into the next one Yep, it was a great show on Wednesday. They continue to do solid, consistent work. Um, I, again, I just, uh, I love the show on Wednesday, but I don't know if it's going to be my weekly winner. Impact, I have to mention, because they continue to put on a great product. They do so much with the talent that they have in delivering great professional wrestling, PCO in the main event. I can't believe the trajectory or the return that PCO has had in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years, what it's been, uh, just been spectacular to watch him uh again uh, not exactly the most safe style but highly enjoyable and uh impact has a lot of gems on their roster but i i can't throw impact in the conversation for weekly winner not this week because we move into friday night and uh listen All due respect to Rampage. Rampage was a great show. You had Mance Warner on the show. I like GCW. I've been to GCW events out here in Vegas. Takeshka going over on Ryan Nemeth and a bit of a squash, right? There was a lot to like about Rampage, but SmackDown was the show on Friday night. Uh, Robin, I don't think there's any question. We say it all the time, right? Pro wrestling is about moments. You ever return like Karrion Cross? You have the matches that we saw and the focus on in-ring storytelling. That was a beautiful show on Friday night. Uh, it was a great show. Uh, even though, I don't even think we've mentioned um, Sami Zayn and that whole little angle. Which no. I'm, I'm a big <laughs> calling I'm a big people fan dog of the Sami- and being like bet, be like 100 <laughs> bet, yeah, <laughs> like that. You're. Thank you for bringing that up because listeners know how much of a Sami Zayn mark that I am. Like, I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. I should be thrown in jail. Yeah, the whole bit, the whole like honorary member of the bloodline. And then what did uh, Pat McAfee call him an honorary idiot? Uh, <laughs> 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 so, like, uh, <laughs> by so the way, good. Pat McAfee deserves a lot of credit as an announcer. I mean, he's he's one of the best signings WWE's made in a long time. It feels like you could go from that – that, uh, that color role, you could go, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan to, to Jerry Lawler, maybe to, to, to Pat McAfee in a sense. But uh, that, that I love that Sami Zayn angle with, with the bloodline. Uh, uh, I think somebody had, had referenced it in some of the show notes, but the idea that he could become the 24-7 champion and then 
act like he's on the same level as the Usos and, and Roman Reigns as a result. But you had Ricochet in a great match. Uh, you had that, that Sami Zayn angle. You had the, the women's gauntlet match, which uh, they, they paid a lot of, of time to the announcement of the tag match. Uh, Roman Reigns coming out and, and, and starting the promo. Every Roman Reigns intro is awesome, by the way. I'm, I'm a, I, I could watch that on loop. Uh, Drew McIntyre had his little moment, and then you, you top it off with the the carrying cross thing which t- t- the best thing about that is it was unexpected i was not expecting anybody to interrupt that you know at, at all i was i thought that was drew and roman and that was taking us home and, and instead yeah. they hit a home run yeah no they absolutely did and again sammy Zayn returns to friday nights which should uh, warm all of our hearts and yeah someone i think it was ariel who put it in the notes uh, the idea that that Sami Zayn could become 24-7 champion and then stand alongside the bloodline <laughs> and hold up that ridiculous belt and rep it alongside Roman Reigns and the Usos. Now I can't get it out of my head. Now yeah. that has to happen. Like that has to happen, right, Robin? Like you, I, you can't you can't throw away a, a a ready-made story like that. Whether they had that idea or not, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they already had that idea, given the way right, things have, have right. been going. But whether they did or not, they must now co-op it because you cannot, you know, you cannot let that slide. We, the way that that all has been, it's perfect. That is perfect. It's perfect for Sami Zayn and who? Because Sami Zayn, my my son's a big Sami Zayn fan, and and he's been losing a bunch of matches, and I'm like, it doesn't really matter whether Sami Zayn wins or loses matches. He's not that kind of guy you know he, he there's a reason he's the one who went against johnny knoxville and by the way that was it, supremely entertaining but it, it's the thank perfect- you thank you i caught heat for that that is one of my favorite matches in wrestlemania history it was oh perfectly done it was perfect oh, of, of, oh you can't no one could tell me with a straight face they actually didn't like that they're they're fronting uh that that was thank great you. it thank was you. great uh sammy zane uh perfect for him it's the perfect angle for him and it, it just would put the the whole bloodline thing over the top the way he's been trying to force himself in there I, I i love it all right so we come to the time robin where we pick our best show that was in the week of professional wrestling i think it's down to three i think it's monday night raw i think it's it's dynamite on wednesday or it's smackdown on friday and i i again you can have your choice you can have your pick busted open nation but those are the three best shows. And, and honestly, I don't know how much they're separated by. I guess it comes down to what art you like to consume and how you define a great show. So, Robin Lundberg, who is your weekly winner? You know, I, I, I was uh, – I give a hat tip to Raw for the, the relevancy, like I said, and the fact that people wanted to watch it. But um, I, I, it's got to be SmackDown to me. I, I think SmackDown is the one that encompassed – the energy of everything we've been talking about. It's, yeah, we're on a Saturday morning and it happened on a Friday night. Nevertheless, I, I feel like SmackDown was the culmination of a lot of the build that we've been seeing. It had the, the biggest stars in the company there. It, it had a surprise return. It, it had the elevation of, of wrestlers. I, I think top to bottom, when you're saying what was the best show, what was the most important show, SmackDown. Well, Nation, it is that time. Robin picks SmackDown. You have been listening to me pick AEW Dynamite for months. Like, I can't remember the last time I picked a WWE show. So hold on to your hats because it's happening. SmackDown is my weekly winner. I am in complete agreement with Robin. And we talk about it all the time, Robin. A great show is built around moments, right? 
And, and again, I might have liked the wrestling a little bit more on Wednesday. I might have had more fan favorites on the Wednesday show. Shout out to Mance Warner, right? But when you have Karrion Cross returning to end a show on Fox, on Fox against Roman Reigns, which you've referenced multiple times, that is the best story. The Samoan Dynasty story, the Roman Reigns story is the best story they've told in years, right? So when you have Karrion Cross come back in that moment, and that, listen, that goes without mentioning the gauntlet match. That goes without mentioning all the different things that happened on that Friday night show because it wasn't just the Karrion Cross debut, right? We had Kofi Kingston. We had the gauntlet match. We had Ricochet getting proper time on television, right? We had Shinsuke earning his shot at the Intercontinental title, and oh yeah, we had a, a, a great appearance, a return from one of my favorites, Sami Zayn. It's SmackDown 100%. Moments are what make professional wrestling. All right. So I hope you're happy, Nation. 877-344-4893. 877-Fight93. I'm certainly going to be happy so I don't have to listen to the replies in my, my socials about me picking Dynamite for the 15th week in a row, Robin. But again, I can't lie. And again, you can break down this week however you want. But you can't deny that Friday night was a great pro wrestling show. Like, you can't. If you have eyes and you're a pro wrestling fan, that show was great. And, and it's what everybody's talking about, right? Like, it, it's, it's, yeah. shows, it, it's driving the discourse. It's, it's driving the conversation. And your pro wrestling is 100% about moments. Like, that is the, the number one thing that pro wrestling does. Because if you say, oh, what's your favorite thing about pro wrestling every, or your favorite thing in pro wrestling history, everybody's going to a moment. You know, no one, no one right. is, is rattling off an armbar or, you know, there, it's, a, it's something that was said in a promo. It's a spot in a match. It's, it's, it's a moment. It's a return when the music hit. And, and SmackDown had everything that I think a pro wrestling fan wants. It, it had wrestling. It had uh, build and, and cohesive story. And it had that moment. So I, I think it was, it was uh, by far and clearly uh, the, the best show. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.